Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Knoll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Wait for it. You feel that nostalgia? I'm feeling really nostalgic for about a week ago when I watched this movie. Here it comes. Thank God Shia LaBeouf's rap career never took off. Right. He actually raps <laughs> kind of frequently. Christ. I saw an interview with him, and, like, people ask him to rap all the time, apparently. That's cool and fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I thought that was a good vibe to enter the podcast in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, nobody could see it, but for the duration, you and I were having a pretty sweet dance party. Yeah, we're doing Holes. You excited? I'm excited. It's been a while since I'd seen Holes. Uh, Does it amaze you how star-studded this cast is, sort of? Sort of like B, except for a few people, but sort of like B-list, I would say. But um, it's it's kind of... It was a lot of like, oh, wow, that guy. Like, like um, uh, well, Sigourney Weaver, obviously. Probably the highest caliber. That's, that's the A-lister, right. But I mean, there was just like, there's Henry Winkler and um, Robert Voigt, I believe. Uh, John, John Voigt. John Voight, the one guy from Hell Brother, Where Art Thou? The list goes on. The guy from Busker Scrubs, whatever that guy's name is. When you say, oh, hey, it's that one guy, that's who you meant, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Because <laughs> we do not know his name. <laughs> um, but I just, it was there was a lot of people where it was kind of like, oh, wow, they got that person for this movie. I'm, that's impressive. Nobody like, holy shit, Brad Pitt's his dad or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, in the, in the flashbacks, like, Dulé Hill is... Sam and yeah. um, uh, Patricia Arquette is Kate. Yeah, Kate, Kate Barlow. Yeah, it, it was a thing as a kid. I didn't really know who half those people were, which is like with Dulé Hill. It was kind of a shock when I I always thought he kind of just like psych was what made him famous. Mm-hmm. And I then within the last year or two went back and watched The West Wing for the first time, and I was like, oh no, he's been here forever. Oh yeah, he's he he was like a major like I think West Wing was his first like big thing. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I just. When I was younger, I thought that was the first thing I ever saw him in. And I thought that was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this was like his big his big break. And I was like, oh, no, never mind. Now that I look back, he's been here since I was a boy. He's always been here. Dulé Hill is eternal. He's always got this. Or, no, he, he can always fix that. Yeah, he can fix that. <laughs> what a good, good line. Like, a flirtation line. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it made my heart flutter a little bit. And famously, you're cold and dead inside, unable to feel love or warmth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, that's what, why it's so interesting. I watched this with my roommate, and I told them that this movie has big fourth grade energy. Do you agree with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a movie. 
Rewatching it now, it worked because it helped me as a kid figure out what's going on, but it really did not trust its audience to be able to put two and two together. Like, they put something in the movie, like the Hector Zeroni thing. Yeah. They said his name was Hector Zeroni, and then immediately cut back to his grandpa talking about the Zeroni. Like, it was just this whole thing of, like, they were really holding your hand through the every plot point of that movie. Yeah, and I don't remember the book. I, I read it in the fourth grade. Um, <laughs> but Stanley Yelnats, uh, he seemed oblivious to the connection between the Hector Zeroni character. It's like only the grandpa realized at the end. He's like, did you say your last name's Zeroni? <laughs> and I'm just like, but what blew my mind this time was this is clearly a story. His grandpa tells like every week, yeah. at least about Madame Zeroni. And just the name went right over his head. Like he just did not get it at all. Yeah. But yeah, really good. Really enjoyed it. Like I said, like, very- yeah, I still enjoyed it a lot. Actually. Like I kind of expected it to be like, all right i mean it's a good kids it's i mean it is a good kids movie but i still really enjoyed a lot of the film i I do wonder though with movies like this i kind of i would love to show fourth graders now this movie to see if they would enjoy Mm -hmm. it because i i feel with us like we have the nostalgia factor you know i think that like in i don't know i don't think kids read this book in school anymore i don't i don't think so i mean i didn't read it i didn't read it in school i just saw the movie but i will say there is something kind of similar that um alex grayhawk friend of ours and eventual future guest uh talks about or he coined this term before that became a thing but he calls it the zoolander effect where there's just there's like movies that you remember very fondly but if you saw them for the first time today you would be like oh no yeah oh boy yeah 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 and he calls that the Zoolander effect. There's actually a, now a term, the Zoolander effect, and I don't remember what it's for. And his the way he uses it is like a movie like this, Holes, where we saw it as a kid and really liked it. If you saw it again as an adult, just for the first time, you might not think it's so great. Mm. I, I think I would, because I actually do think the movie holds up. It's a little a little handholdy. If if I watch it now, I kind of be like, oh, I don't need you to hold my hand through that. I don't need that. But like, I get it. I get why it's a movie for kids. They want to make sure the kids, because it's a pretty intricate plot. Like they want weave everything together pretty well. To me, it seems like they made, they had three like ideas for three movies, like and then <laughs> or like like three stories, and but they didn't have, they filled in the holes with the other parts of the other stories. Hey, hey. Yeah. well, I like this movie, and you like this movie. And it won't surprise you to learn that there are people online who had their own opinions. That's right, gang. It's time to go back to the patch to dig up some daddy's tomatoes. There's going to be a lot of that, isn't there? (laughs) Our first review comes from Tylinda H, who gave this three stars. It was pretty good sad. End of review. I, I think that's a pretty good review, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty sad. Pretty good sad, I would just say, would just describe Holes a lot, um, just because of the way Hector is treated, and also yeah. uh, the Sam and Kate story. Well, I mean, the whole the whole Camp Green Lake is pretty fucking sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a correctional facility, kind of in quotes, where they take children out into the desert basically and make them dig a five foot by five foot hole every day and that's it and they only like give them water once a day or whatever like it's yeah it's sad 
Well, somebody who didn't think this was terribly sad uh, was Andre C., who gave it five stars. This movie is the pinnacle of human creativity. It met and surpassed my expectations on what kind of movie it is. Perfect, perfect acting that fits the style. Perfect foreshadowing and a great but simple story. There is stuff for everyone in this movie, from drama to character development to mystery. End of review. This is it, Madison. We did it. We peaked at Holes. I think we peaked. Yeah, I mean, this is the tear of God. <laughs> Everything since Holes has really just been a decline of quality and foreshadowing of mystery, acting. I can't think of anything. I mean, anything that John Voight touches, you know? <laughs> Parasite, just hand over that Oscar. Give it to Holes. Our next review comes from an extremely unbiased source. Stanley Y gave this movie five stars. What? No. Stanley Yelnats, he had to get a hand on the ball again, and he gave this five stars. A work of art. Work of art. End of review. Do you think Shia LaBeouf created a uh, Rotten Tomatoes account <laughs> under the... Honestly, you say that, but think about it. Would you actually be surprised to find out that Shia LaBeouf has created a Rotten Tomatoes account under the name of each of his leading man characters... To then go in and rate that movie. Right. I, I think that's actually a good good point. Um, and I, I would <laughs> applaud him for that. <laughs> I can't wait to find his Even Stevens account. Oh, man. Lewis, right? Lewis, Lewis Stevens. Stevens? Yeah. Is that yep. Our last review comes from Todd M., who gave us four and a half stars. I am seven, and this is a very good movie. It has a good ending and also a good beginning. End of review. Uh, what year was that posted? 2016. 2016. So they're 10 now. Yep, they actually, they updated it. I'm 10 now, and this movie sucks. This movie sucks. Where's my Pokemon cards? <laughs> <laughs> this movie needed more Mewtwo. <laughs> Holes 2, Mewtwo's Revenge. Um, oh, there it is. That's what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually have a dumber idea somehow. Okay. Well, before we get to that, Mike, I have a very important question to ask mm -hmm. i think we should turn off the podcast okay let's go ahead and turn off the podcast okay and you can ask me this question click podcast turning off in three two one okay podcast is off what's up are you ready to get wet no sorry use your real voice we're not doing the podcast anymore you can use your real voice oh okay are you ready to get wet mark no um that's i declined to participate in madison's liquids at this time um too bad. Click. That was the podcast booting bad up. Back up. No, I know. I'm a professional. I know what the sound of a podcast <laughs> starting up again sounds like. <laughs> All right. Well, ready or not, Mike, it's time for another segment of Madison's Liquids. I will say there was a large amount of this in a single unit of this. So I had to drink some of it before we started the podcast. So go ahead and just drink the rest of it for me right now. Okay. I'll even let you look at it. It's in a clear glass. Okay. It's an amber-ish color, everyone. Looks like it might be a tea of some fashion. Or a very, very watered down soda of some kind. I will confirm Madison did just drink an entire 
probably 12 ounce glass of that liquid in one <laughs> continuous go so congratulations i got a slick throat um <laughs> mm, hate that okay um all right what's your first question uh i'm not gonna ask any questions i'm just gonna shoot from the hip on this one i'm gonna guess that that was i mean i guess i'm gonna guess t do i need to shoot for the brand as well yes i need to get pretty specific on this What's the, like, uh, Twin Peaks, Double Peaks, Tree Peaks, Tree Fitty? Tree, tree, tree Fitty T brand? Yeah. T Fitty. Um, that's, I'm guessing it's T Fitty brand T. Would you like my picture hint? No, thank you. Uh, at this time, I've, I've made my official guess. That is your official guess? You want to guess Twee Fitty? I'm good. If you're not going to let me opt out, I'm just going to uh, immediately shoot from the hip with no clues other than making you chug the drink. Okay. So your guess, so your your unofficial not guess was Twee Fitty tea drink, which doesn't exist. I mean, my my actual official guess is, I can't remember the exact brand. Like, it's Twin Peaks or Golden Peak. Brand tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or do you want to give me 10 guesses? I'll give you 10 guesses. So Twin Peaks brand tea, I assume that's incorrect. That is incorrect. Um, Lipton brand tea. That is incorrect. Canada Dry brand tea. I don't think that exists. Tea Earl Grey cold. Gross. Twin Peaks green tea. Wasn't that your first guess? No, that was regular. This is green tea. Oh, okay. No. Lipton brand green tea. <laughs> no. Green tea Earl Grey hot. <laughs> no. You have two more guesses, Mike. <laughs> Tequila, which is tea and tequila mixed together. No. Oh, is it tea and tequila? It is not tea and tequila. Um, Brand tea. <laughs> you sure you don't want the? You sure you don't want the picture? No, I'm good. I think I'm doing fine by myself. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. So do I. Yeah. Um, I think you can get it. I think you're gonna nail it. It's your last guess. Great value brand tea. No. Okay. You know I live next to a Jualasco. <laughs> Why would I? Have, no, Why would I have like a a Walmart brand tea? Yeah. Yeah, but you know I know that, so you might th- to throw me off. Walmart brand tea? Touching my lips? No, sir. <laughs> oh, wait. We're ending this. It was Arizona green tea uh, with ginseng and honey. Arizona if you just green. said Arizona green tea. Probably the most <clears throat> famous green tea brand, right? Yeah. Disappointed. I would argue that Twin Peaks is maybe the most... That's the one I see the most. Honestly, I just blanked after Lipton on any other brands of tea, or I would have followed that list farther and actually gotten it. Somehow, no scoping. You got performance anxiety. I got the tea yips. The tea yips. All right. Should we make a sequel to Holes? I mean, no, but we're gonna. Okay. Uh, yeah, we should never do any of this. All right. Our time starts now. All right. So what ideas do you have? Uh, I don't have really any too much. I, I was thinking, like, mentioned there's going to be a girls camp or something um okay. which still like it's like in the middle of the desert why is anything out there right maybe there's something there what about you uh so i likewise went into the movie and i was thinking okay we need to like this one we're gonna i'm gonna focus on making it more grounded and it could be kind of like weird but i can't get too weird with it let's let's focus on that and i made it all the way to the end of the movie until the very end where stanley says I guess you have to fill in the rest of the holes yourself. And it basically, to me, felt like Shia LaBeouf was spitting in my face and daring me to go for it. Yeah. 
Uh, so I accepted that challenge. There's a statue at the very end of the movie when he says that of Poseidon holding a shovel. Um, and oh, wow. this film has a lot to do with ancestry and where you come from. And that led me down a rabbit hole to thinking about how the sons of Poseidon were the first kings of Atlantis. Okay. I, uh, okay. Uh, and we could do something with that. The sons of Poseidons were the first kings of Atlantis. That's what you want to go yeah. in with the holes. Yeah. I don't know. They dig their, they dig their way to Atlantis. I don't know. They, I don't know. I mean, maybe like, what if there's another secret underneath the desert? And, it, and it's Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, that works. We could also do something where Hector Zeroni is also just descended from one of them. Oh. And, or Stanley or something. Like, I mean, they don't have to dig their way to it. Like, we could, I mean, there, I feel like there has to be some amount of digging because it's holes. Yeah. Okay. But. So let's say. Let's say this, like, because this this could have, like, a whole national treasure kind of vibe, right? Like, of, like, they're discovering this, like, long, long forgotten national treasure or something, like... You know, that great American lost treasure, the city of Atlantis. Yeah. Hey, who knows? What if the digging that they did in the desert has caused some weird seismic events? And way back when, when... Madame Zeroni's son came to came mm-hmm. to America. He was an explorer and was an archaeologist trying to find the city of Atlantis in America. <laughs> That's what I got. I think that 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 kind of works as like a, a weird thing because as a person who actually is interested in like the myth of Atlantis and stuff, most people who believe that it was a real city think that it was either like south of Greece where like uh, the Minoan Empire used to be. Some people think it's off the coast of Spain and some people think it's like south of the coast of Greenland. So I kind of like the idea that this very misguided Atlanteologist showed up in America to (laughs) attempt to find Atlantis. Yeah. And we don't have to stick with like the realistic, like the what people actually believe. We can go into the much more wild side of like, mind crystals and sure that kind of thing so it could be that it like under it sunk and then somehow ended up under america cool i kind of want to tie in to the four sons of poseidon or whatever you said that into this pitch somehow yeah so so poseidon had five sets of twins and each of them was granted like kingdom over a portion of atlantis i actually have their names if we need them as well yeah but yeah so that's something we could play with. Um, I had an idea. It's too many characters, but each of the kids in the group, like Caveman, Barfbag, uh, Armpit, Zero, X-Ray, are each descended from one of those kings. Oh, but wow. at that point, we're juggling way too many characters. Well, let's say we can institute the original cast for sure, but let's just choose, mm-hmm. like, definitely choose Armpit and mm-hmm. Zero and the the one with the crazy hair. That hears radio signals or whatever. Um, zigzag. Three of them is good. And then... Okay, so Armpit, Zero, and Zigzag. Yeah, and then Stanley and Hector. Oh, so you meant X-Ray, not Zero. Yeah, sorry, X-Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. I'm just making sure I, I know who we're talking about. Okay, so that's, what, f- two? That's five people, so... Yeah. Assuming, like I said, it's five sets of twins, so they're at least descended from one of those lines. Yeah. 
I like the idea of fate because I think fate is a really big part of the first movie, right? Like mm-hmm. in like destiny. So somehow, like all these descendants like came together somehow and were in the same place at the same time at one point. I think that it also makes kind of a fun the new take on the ending where it starts raining mm-hmm. after they've like made everything right. It's like these descendants of the lost city that was swallowed up by the ocean in a storm in the legend. That kind of thing. Like, that makes a little bit more sense. Like, they came together and are going to swallow up Camp Green Lake. What if the rain never stops after that? Interesting. So, like, the curse has been lifted. So the rain never stops. So Atlantis is filling up again through the holes that they dug. (laughs) Those five-foot deep holes? Yeah, exactly. And just to tie it back to water and, like, everything and... I, I guess we need to actually create a story instead of a concept, <laughs> like right. Right, but I think we need the concept before we can figure out what the story is going to be. Yeah. Okay, so here's my idea. What if this? What if the rain refills Camp Green Lake? Not it never stops, but it, it does stop eventually. But it's now a lake again. Got it. And they come back for whatever reason, and in a sort of Lady of the Lake magical kind of thing, it like they jump in and they actually like. It somehow becomes like a gateway or something because they're the sons of Atlantis. They can like use water like that to transport, like to get to it, to travel to Atlantis. Got it. So they jump in the lake, but when they surface, they're in a different lake, like in a pool in Atlantis. Okay. And so then I think from there we can build a story if we want. I do think, again, I feel like digging needs to be a part of it because the, <laughs> the movie is holes, but. Yeah. What if Hector. What if mm-hmm. he is trying to research like his lineage a little bit more to back to mm-hmm. uh, Madame Zeroni's son and everything and like just trying to figure out stuff and through the private investigators, they find like a diary or something that talks about Camp Green Lake and like that land and everything. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how they initially get there. And that's why they go back. And then Stanley and all the other guys are just like, oh, we're not going to let you go back there alone. And that's how they're all there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was thinking also we could do, like, because they're reopening Camp Green Lake as, like, a girls' camp, mm. it would be weird, but they could invite some of the old, like, people to, like, hey, we're going to reopen the camp today. Like, it's the ribbon-cutting ceremony. Do you want to come and, like, see how we've, like, fixed it up and made it, like, not a prison? Yeah. I think to tie it to the mystery, I think it could be both. Like, what if they go there? That's what I was, yeah. yeah. I, I think Zero, uh, looking into his past, still plays. Yeah. He can kind of be, then, our character who knows a little bit of things. Like, he can kind of have some of the, like, I was looking into this, and it turns out a lot of my family were really into Atlantis or something. It's so, like, I did some research, and I have some of the facts about, like, how, like, what I was saying about, you know, P- Poseidon's uh, ten twin sons or whatever, like. Or the first kings, blah, blah, blah. Like he can have some of the book information yeah. for him well, because he's been looking into his past. Yeah, and I think that journal, I think it's a really interesting, like, if he is the knowledge base because, like, mm-hmm. it goes against everything that everything in the first movie was putting upon him because everyone was calling Absolutely. him, like, stupid and, like, he knows nothing. It's like, what if he knows everything, mm-hmm. actually? And I, I like that. I also like the idea of him, like, looking into a book, like, the journal of his, like, ancestor or whatever, like, mm-hmm. reading in that. That's cool. Well, we have four minutes. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, when they find Atlantis, what happens, right? Like, or, like, right. is there someone going against them? 
Like, there's got to be some sort of, like, right. maybe government entity or maybe um, maybe it's John Voight. Or I like the idea of, like, those two characters, John Voight and then that one guy, you know? Uh, <laughs> right. I like them coming back as being brought in by the big honcho or the main bad guy. It's like, oh, these two guys know this place, like, like the back of their hand. Like, uh, what if? Well, I mean, John Voight's in jail. Yeah. I mean, they're both in jail, clearly. Yeah, but what if they spring them or something, or they get they're on parole and I don't know, like something like that. I mean, we could also just cast two new people in a similar role. I don't know. I, I think it would be better if we bring back those two guys because they're both bumbling idiots. <laughs> okay. Um. So they escape from prison and for some reason return to Camp Green Lake. Like, are they in Atlantis? Is that what we're talking about? Is that what you're trying to... What I'm saying is, there's. I think there's a main bad guy, and whoever that is... Right. That main bad guy brings them back in. Well, whoever that main bad guy is... What if they find Atlantis, but it's not, like, occupied? Like, it's just the city. Yeah. And they come back. Like, they come and go. They come and go. The bad guy's in the real world. He's trying to find it. And he's also tracked down the lineage and has figured out that these boys, maybe it's the person running Camp Green Lake now, even though it's like that's a girl's camp. And that's one of the reasons these guys, like, because it is weird that they invited five young boys to the opening of a girl's camp. Yeah. So we can play with that. But the idea is because this person knows, quote unquote, who they are, capital who they are, and is trying to, like, use them to get to Atlantis for gold and treasure or maybe... I mean, maybe the character here is like the Ed Helms. Yeah, no, not Ed Helms. Um, oh, crap. From National Treasure 2, the one whose dad was trying to find the City of Gold, and everybody thought he was crazy. I don't think that was his name. No. I don't remember. Um, oh, yeah, I think I do remember that. Just somebody, I mean, it could also be like a, an evil slash crazed Benjamin Gates type character who... Just their family has always believed this and they've been laughed at or whatever. And so now they've figured out this theory. Yeah. And they're testing it with this. And so they're trying to keep that person from getting the city or into the city. And they're trying to use the boys to get in and get it. Yeah. Whoever that guy or gal or person is, they are, they know just as much as Hector does or maybe even more. And I think maybe a little bit more just to catch them up at the end. Um, they know about these these uh, the boys' lineage and how they're descendants, so they're trying to get them back. Meanwhile, Hector is already looking into this stuff, and he is trying to find just any evidence of his ancestor in the camp or something like that. So let's say they do all that, and then they eventually get into Atlantis, mm-hmm. and that head of the camp... Do we want to say it's a, a, a lady? I think that would make the most sense since it's a, uh, a girl's camp. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think it's like a correctional. I think it's like a Girl Scout whatever camp. It just would make the most sense to be a yeah a lady. Yeah, sure. So she opened this camp under the guise of investigating it, this mystery of Atlantis. And the real reason she's there is because all of her counselors are actually... Um, her crony scientists or something like that, or like, or archaeologists, like, huh? What if, okay. what if all the, what if all the, um, what if all the camp counselors are kind of, sort of like, 
not the people you think would be camp camp counselors normally <laughs> you know like sure like like they're kind of like a little rough and tumble they're not like high schoolers <laughs> you know there's like a 30 year old man who's teaching like crafts <laughs> i think that we need to have one camp counselor who is actually just a camp counselor to kind of also then play off that like they're all like clearly like mercenaries that work for her pretending to be camp- and then, but there's one guy who was just like he was already here when we moved in and we can't get rid of him yeah well, what if they have that guy he's like he's the guy who actually knows how to run a camp we do not know how to run a camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's like a 45-year-old man. He's clearly a military guy who has all these tattoos, who's teaching, like... Played by Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is teaching uh, crafts. The famously 45-year-old Mickey Rourke. Yeah. What sort of a rough-and-tumble uh, woman uh, actress? Ming-Na Wen, who's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She plays May, who's like a very, like, beat him up karate martial arts kind of person okay i don't know that's tough i my mind immediately forgot every action movie actress i've ever known grace jones okay and then sigourney weaver again but not the same character uh god damn it madison no that we can't do that i was thinking like missy Pyle would do a good job i think with this what if i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of curveball this one at you yeah what about maggie smith that's good a little older than maybe you would think for this, like for a part like this week, but I like the idea of Maggie Smith playing against her typical type of like, what if she's just like mm-hmm. this kind of like cook or something, or maybe she's, maybe she's like the cook and like, she's like making these like very hearty, like beans and eggs and like stuff meals. And like, is like, is like slaughtering, like, slaughtering like pigs and stuff like or something like that i like that i think i think maggie smith is a sort of rough and ready like slop house shit a cook i think is actually really fun yeah that brings me then because i have an idea in the myth of atlantis poseidon's the woman that has his you know five sets of twins is uh cleto or cleito c-l-e-i-t-o uh i can't remember if she's mortal or not but we could have the villain be her still alive like and she's trying to bring the descendants of her kids back so she can find Atlantis or something. I don't know. She wants to kill Poseidon. I don't know, but I like that idea. But what if like mm-hmm. that happy go lucky camp counselor where they don't really know where they came from? What if that's her? And like, she's actually like Good. looking out for them. Like she's happy that they're there so they can like refine Atlantis. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, and she's not really working against the bad guys or anything, but she's kind of helping the boys out a little bit. Of like you need to find it first. Welcome back, my. So we would we would want like a Greek actress. Uh, the one that strings to my mind immediately is Elodie Young. She was Electra in the Netflix Daredevil and the Defenders. She would be a little younger, um, probably twenties, thirties, but I think she could play young enough and actually maybe. And again, that get to be a little bit against type for her because her thing in those shows was being pretty dark and serious. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I like that. I will also point out that Maggie Smith as Cookie, the chef, yeah, uh, yeah. is the second time we've had Maggie Smith on the show in two episodes because she was Dora Charleston and Murder by Death. Oh, that's tacky. That's really tacky. Oh, yeah. Yes. I like how you called her Cookie. So, like, you can call her Cookie, the chef, but that is clearly a reference to Atlantis, the Lost Empire. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, in, like, westerns and stuff, like, yeah. the ca- and camps like that, they called him Cookie. It is, it does so happen to also be what they called the cook in Atlantis, Atlantis the Lost Empire. I'm not leaning away from that as a reference. That wasn't where I started from. Though, but... <laughs> okay. 
I'm fine with all that. Oh. So, okay, so we have our protagonists and our antagonists. Um, so let's just focus in in how they get to Atlantis. I think we've talked about it enough. Um, I think <laughs> once they're in Atlantis, what do we think that they have to do? Do you think they go through a series of challenges to, like, like open up the city? Or um, what is what is the goal um, of us, of them getting to Atlantis, like, protecting it or something some sort of magic or something i think there's something there like i think the person who is the leader of the the bad guys who we still need to cast yeah that she is looking for i think just just like justification or maybe she wants to destroy it like because her family spent their lives like or ruined trying to find it she just wants to blow it up and have it and be done with it okay but that would there would be a problem if that happened. Maybe um, I do think we have to work holes in somehow. So maybe there's like a bottomless pit, and it. I don't know. Like I'm not like I just. But I think that because it's a sequel to the movie Holes that revolved around digging holes, there does need to be some kind of crucial element to this that involves. Yeah. There's some kind of like fast travel. This is we're, I'm stealing a little bit from uh, Kong Skull Island and the new Godzilla films. But what if Atlantis kind of sits now at the middle of this like like hollow Earth kind of thing where there's like tunnels that it'd be like a way to travel from like one end of the globe like almost instantly. Anyone who had access to this would be able to like take over, like could just move wherever they wanted very quickly. Uh, I don't know, like maybe they're going to use it for business or war or whatever, but I think that that gives an idea then of holes that we can play with. Do the twins of Poseidon, do they have like some sort of like identifier like this one is like where they were like in charge of a certain like thing? Because we could kind of gear it towards that. Um, Not that I recall. I know that the idea was that the island was a big circle and it was split up into five sections. Usually there was like a ring and then a moat and then a ring and then a moat. And then the center, there was like a mountain with the citadel. Um, it, the whole thing, it had like one of every kind of animal lived there. No matter the, it had a climate for every type of animal. It had hot and cold running water, like fountains. One ran hot, mm-hmm. one ran cold. Uh, it had just like kind of your bog standard mythological stuff. So there wasn't necessarily a this this pair of kings is in charge of the air and this pair of kings is in charge of the earth and animals and metals and whatever like there wasn't really a got it that kind of thing. What if now again we can also change that because we're doing a fictional version like yeah yeah um, I guess let's I what I was trying to say is we could gear where those portals lead where those tunnels lead to those different uh, places, but maybe we could lead to the aspects of Atlantis that make it so unique. And that's where it could lead. So let's say like the portal, one of the portals leads to like Fort Knox or something like that. Right. Like, cause it's like, we needed, we needed plenty of money or something like maybe it always leads to where wealth is, wealth is abundant what if all the tunnels always no matter what time period it is like one of the portals always leads to where wealth is abundant and then one is Mm -hmm. always leads to where nature is flourishing like one is leading to something like that and over time that obviously changes but in the bad guys want to 
get to Atlantis because they know about these tunnels and they want to go to the one where wealth is abundant so they can rob it. What if we, we work with that? Maybe it's one portal because there was like, or there's moats actually like the section, each ring was sectioned off. And so there was like um, almost like four channels that ran into the central one. And so each of those at the end of them, we could, we can also crib from treasure planet with the map or whatever you like hit, they hit the whatever button and then the portal opens up to, wherever because in the myth also the reason atlantis was sunk by the gods was because they became corrupt and greedy yeah they went from being this noble race of like kind of warrior monks almost to being corrupt and greedy and so that plays in also then with portals that can go to wherever like wealth and power and nature whatever like basically whoever he who controls atlantis controls the world or could control the world like yeah okay so they kind of have like a stargate they have star holes tm so, okay, here's a question. Obviously, they find Atlantis. I think the, I think the, some of the plot is them coming and going from Atlantis. Like, haha, what fun, and we're getting away with it, but they're actually not. Mm. And eventually, let's just let's let's figure out who the villain is. What if the actual? I'm thinking uh, Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew. I was gonna say like Rose McGowan or something like that. Okay, yeah. I'm fine with that. Let's do Rose yeah. McGowan. That sounds fun. So like Rose McGowan also gets in, then somehow like follows them or something. And she and her band are like, great, now we're in charge. And we're going to use this for whatever. And they kick out the kids. And they have to dig their own hole, like a new star hole, to sneak into Atlantis. What if the boys, like, when they're there, they, like, the city, like, I think the city is just as it always was. um, Except all the people have perished. So, like, they can take advantage of, like, maybe it has, like, foods that are there. And then they have books about, like, that are filled Mm -hmm. with knowledge. And then... Maybe they have like a whole water park or some sort of thing or something like that armpit and a water park. That's why they're spending so much time there is because it has all these awesome things that they can like indulge in. Somehow Splash Mountain is there. And that's actually how they get caught because Rose McGowan finds their Splash Mountain photos. Like they always bring back the the commemorative photo with them and she just finds a whole heap of them. Like, where did these come from? But it says Atlantis on it. It also says $125. It's like, where do these kids get this money? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I like that. Rose McGowan and her cronies want to get to the portal. Um, and maybe they can't figure out the portal. Maybe the boys can't figure it out. Like they can read about it, like in the libraries and stuff. Um, like zero figures mm-hmm. it out. And like, this is what this is, but it doesn't work anymore. And they need to find thing like a talisman or some sort of, maybe it's like a trident mm. or something like that, or to activate it. And it's about finding that trident somewhere in Atlantis. Or, or maybe they have to collect five mm. things for the five twins, and we can figure out what those five things are. Maybe they're shells, or maybe they're... Um... I mean, it would involve adding a more characters, but the idea could be there are ten of them, and then we can introduce five new like female characters who are going to the camp, who also are descendants, and they need the ten of them to sit on like these thrones in the... Because in the myth, the kings would gather to like make the laws and stuff, but they would always inevitably like to begin with, they'd bring a bowl into the palace and they basically just hunt it in the palace and catch it. And then use that as a sacrifice. So they're disregarding that aspect. Or we could do a fun thing where one of the, the, the Mickey Rourke's characters, Mr. Bowl. And so the 10 of them, they like not hunt and kill him and sacrifice him, but they like apprehend him or something. But then they sit on these like 10 thrones or whatever. And that's what like 
activates Atlantis That's or cool. whatever. I like that. I like that as like a scene for sure. And I like the idea of like instituting like some of the like the campers at the at the camp, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's cool. Yeah, so maybe they go with them. Like I think initially it's just the boys going and then like some of the girls like find out about it and then they're like you have to bring us mm-hmm. now and they're like okay, but keep it a secret and then eventually they Well, I think that cuz the idea is they're jumping into the lake and they're they're surfacing in like a pool or something in Atlantis. So I think the idea is other campers are jumping in that lake all the time, but they're not surfacing it. So I think the idea is they're like the boys go down there like, oh, shit, everybody's swimming. It's like, that's fine. We'll just sneak in. And then when they come out, there's like five or whatever girls there like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? Who just also happen to be there now. And that's how they realize these are like the other five Got descendants it. or whatever. Well, I always wanted to make Sam, uh, Dulé Hill's character, one of them. Because once he got killed, that's when the lake started to dry up. But maybe he was Poseidon. Maybe. Yeah. like some <laughs> Racists killed Poseidon. There could be something there. Like maybe they find out more <laughs> about Sam's character. And they had, he had this some sort of tie to Poseidon or something like that. I think I, I think it's I think it's fine. Or maybe just Poseidon like cursed. Let's just I, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. He was the guardian. He was guarding like the portal, the portal to Atlantis. Yeah. And when they killed him, Poseidon dried up the entire thing, so no one could ever find Atlantis. And then that's how we can. It, it kind of fits in with like gods wanting to interact with humans a lot. So like Sam, mm-hmm. a god fell in love with a human like i i think i think that's interesting right so yeah sure we'll work that in somewhere we'll wedge that in somewhere in the in the i think we i mean we just did i don't think we ever need to discuss. yeah i don't think so either um, um i don't think it's gonna fit in anywhere else or anything it just gives it re- more reason <laughs> okay so we finally have our plot i think really all we need to do is like I don't know. It's kind of nebulous. Do we need to like really lay any more bricks at any one spot? Like how they defeat them or something like, so they open the portal. Now what? Cause what, what time period is this? This is still be the, the nineties, right? I think that's when I guess, I guess if it's the movie, it's probably the two thousands. Cause the movie was made in like Oh five or Oh two or something like yeah. that. Hollywoodbot activated. Holes premiered in 2003. Wait, is this post-production? Nobody tell Mike I was here. So I think it's only like, it's not that much later. Like, long enough for the lake to fill and a new camp to open. Yeah. Somehow, or the portal opens accidentally by this, like, hunt or whatever that that happens with the mickey rourke character and Mm -hmm. it's kind of exactly what rose mcgowan and her cronies wanted and now that the portal's open they're gonna go in and then they're going to go through the portal to where wealth is most abundant or whatever Mm -hmm. and the boys and girls try to stop them but it doesn't happen they go through the portal and then uh hector has like the huge idea of like no, let them go through. And um, where wealth is most abundant would probably be like the Swiss bank or something. Or if it was today, it would be the internet, right? <laughs> like a portal into the internet. So much currency is 
digital, they say 8% of all currency is physical. So like wealth abundance nowadays would be Bitcoin (laughs) or something like that. What do you think? Jesus Christ. I'm not saying we have to throw them into the internet, but it could be something like that or like some sort of bank or something. And Hector is like, let them go through. They're going to get trapped wherever they go. I mean, I feel like the villains would be smart enough to like bring a hostage if their entire their entire plan and safer return is dependent on keeping these 10 children seated on 10 thrones. They would have like a hostage like, oh, hey, Stanley, I'm taking your mom with me. So if you fuck me, she's dead or whatever. Like, yeah, this is where we bring in Elodie Young's character, who's Clido or Cleto, the mother of the original 10 siblings. Got it. The kings of Atlantis. So she does something like, I mean, she shows up maybe and she and Cookie come in with just shotguns. and start. I thought Cookie was part of Rose McGowan's crew. Did she have a change of heart? Oh, okay. <laughs> I kind of think Cookie is just like a free agent. Okay. Like she's <laughs> maybe she just doesn't, she doesn't know or care what scheming is going on in the background. She's just like making the food. And then it's like, hey, by the way, we like this bad shit's gone. She's like, oh, okay, no, fuck no. (laughs) Okay. What if I'm trying to think of like, because I think the kids are trapped into the chairs that are keeping the portal open. So what if Elota comes in and the rule is that she can't really interact like at all with like human, like maybe she can't intervene too much or something like that. So she has Mm -hmm. to get one of the kids off of the throne, probably Stanley or probably Hector. Somehow they push mule who is keeping the portal, maybe guarding the portal. I think the idea is closing the portal and trapping the people wherever they are or something like that. I think it's a fight and maybe, Oh, Clyde goes through because we have Elodie Young, who is like obviously a very good fighter and like actress who knows how to do stage fighting. She goes through, she's fighting Rose McGowan. They get the hostage free. She pulls her back through the portal and then the kids switch the portal to like hell or the desert or something. And then she kicks her in and they like then close the portal and she's now trapped somewhere else forever. That's kind of what I wanted. It would be a fun place to keep her trapped, like on the top of a mountain or in the middle of because I don't think they'd want to, like, abandon her. I don't think they're going to abandon her in some place where she's going to die. Yeah, I'd want to. But also for this kid's movie, I, like, I know we can't. Because my thought is the bottom of the lake. But. What's some place that would be bittersweet for her? Like, I like the idea of her being trapped in, like, a bank cell or something but can't get out. <laughs> you know? Like, something like that. Something where logically, if you stopped and thought about it, she would probably be dead within two days, but the movie doesn't have to actively kill her. Is yeah, that kind of yeah, what you're going exactly. for? Okay, I'm fine with that. I just want to make sure I understand. Or, I mean, shipping crates, like, you know, the classic, you lock somebody in a shipping crate, put on a yacht, and it takes like a week to get where it's going. That kind of thing, maybe. Um, I mean, the idea that that would be bittersweet would be somehow everybody else escapes and she's trapped in Atlantis now by herself. Because if if only they their abilities being the descendants are the only thing that are allowing passage to and from, then she'd be trapped there. Well, how did she get in in the first place then? Yes, Shh. movie magic. <laughs> she has a hostage, and she makes them like they like link hands and jump in together, and then she's there. Like I mean, we can stretch it that far. I'm just saying, if everybody leaves and she's the only person left in there, there's no way she can get in or out. So she so, found it. She's here where she wanted to be, but she's trapped forever. If that's the case. I think it should be the portal, and that's how she got in. 
because so like they discover the portal works and then they link it to the camp at some point and she got in through there mm. and she was just waiting yeah she tricks them like I, I actually know a lot about this and i can't get through but you can but the only way the way you can have, yeah. like i can get in is if you the 10 of you sit on these thrones and then they let yeah. her in okay that works she can live there forever Technically, because there's like food and water and like things to do, but yeah, she can't ever get out. And this also, then, because we established the library, if we want to bring her back for an Avengers movie or something sure. else like that, they, we have the ability of her figuring out how to escape via the library. Okay, okay, I think that's good. I, I that was kind of, I think it was a little uh chunky there at the end, but um, yeah. I think we did it. Yeah, I, I ultimately, I probably should have come to the table with more than idk atlantis question hey, we mark. made it though we, we we forced it and it happened yeah. all right uh what do we call it um holes the lost empire <laughs> i mean in my notes i this doesn't work because he never actually shows up but i was calling it i mean it's holes colon the poseidon adventure but since he never actually makes a cameo uh let's see atlantis holes the underwater city holes poseidon city holes poseidon let's do this let's have uh, i think to have to tie in just a second we do have a big like picture mural whatever of poseidon and it's clearly dule hill okay like that's how we can kind of tie in the fact that he was poseidon okay i like that and that's neatly how we get around that holes two dule hill is poseidon (laughs) (laughs) yes Colon spoilers, Dulé Hill was Poseidon. I like holes, colon, Dulé Hill was Poseidon. <laughs> Just, that's too stupid. I... Yeah. That's... You can come up with something else, but that's what I, in my heart, in, in my heart and soul, that's what it is. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, as a tagline, maybe, but I don't know if I want the title to be holes to, colon, Dulé Hill was Poseidon. <laughs> I mean, I think apart from that, Holes 2, The Lost Empire is probably the best one. We've just leaned into using other movie titles. Yeah, exactly. That's a classic. A That's lot a classic. recently. That's a classic tactic by us. So. All right. Are you okay with Holes 2, The Lost Empire, the tagline on the poster being Dulé Hill was Poseidon? Yes, I am fine with that. Okay. All right. Then Holes 2. The Lost Empire. Dulé Hill was Poseidon. Did we? Did we do it? I, we did something. We did. We did something this time. Probably something atrocious, but we'll let the fans decide. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of the Equalizers. Medicine Jones, tell the people where they can find us. The people can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching the Equalizers. As always, we spell that E Q U E L I Z E R S like in sequel like in sequel we also are on social media you can find us on facebook and twitter at the equalizers our email is equalizers at gmail.com and we have an instagram it is the underscore equalizers so madison next time uh, i get to pick the film and i'm actually gonna zag on you i okay. think i'm gonna pick something i don't think you'd expect from me we're gonna get a little witchy with bewitched the nicole kidman will ferrell bewitched wow movie. I saw this movie a while ago. I saw it again recently because it was on sale where I buy digital films. Uh, and it's actually just kind of delightful. Like, it's not going to win any awards. It shouldn't win any awards. I just, just kind of delightful. What a concept for a movie. We'll get into it next episode.
Oh yeah, it is wild. Uh, we'll talk a lot about it because it is basically taking something that did not need rebooted or equalized and making a thing. So, also, I believe Will Ferrell's first appearance in our in our hallowed halls. Oh really? Of Equalizers HQ. I think so. I don't think we've had a movie with him in it yet, but uh, we will have him on next week for Bewitched Two. Maybe, maybe we'll recast him. Maybe it'll never happen. That's possible. Maybe it'll be, I don't know, maybe this time they'll go to the moon. Who knows? But tune in next time for Bewitched 2. So, for the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. Let's make love in a hot air balloon. Let's make love in a candy factory. Let's make love in a petting zoo. To be continued.